Hey there, everyone. It's your co-host, Toby, here. Welcome to The Yellow Pill and welcome to our off-season bonus edition. If this is your first time listening ever, we have just wrapped up our sixth season and are now taking a break to prepare for our seventh. Even though we're on a break, we definitely cannot keep you all hanging. And so this episode is part of our off-season bonus episodes where we provide our opinions, comments and thoughts on trending issues at home and abroad, as well as sharing unorthodox but creative dialogues or monologues that we think you might enjoy. These off-season episodes tend to be shorter, raw, and unfiltered, so we hope you enjoy them. Alright, that's it from me. Enjoy your listen. On this episode, I sat down with an old friend, Angela Oloa, to talk about our experience as millennial Christians in this 21st century. Uh, we talked about this idea of being hurt by the church, um, the idea of having to defend Christianity or defending our faith as Christians in our day-to-day experiences um, as human beings living in in this world where religion and faith has sort of like taken a different kind of seat um, compared to when our parents grew up. But it was we tried to make the conversation very practical and just share our thoughts in a very safe space. Um, so even if you're not Christian, if you're not a faith person, if you're not religious, or if you are, um, I think there's something for you in this conversation. I uh, hope you enjoy the lesson. Catch you at the end of it. Bye. All right, all right. Um, yeah, so Angela, thanks for you know <laughs> making the time for this quick off-season chat. Um, and like I said in the voice note earlier, like I was just thinking, this is a conversation that's always been coming up either with friends that I I speak to about you know folks that are not necessarily like they they say they're not church folk anymore because usually it's almost the same like narrative. Like either they grew up in a home where their parents you know, always made them go to church, but, you know, they didn't really see the the teachings and everything in church applied in their home. So in their head, it was kind of like just a religious thing to do as opposed to something that they were taking seriously. Or they went to churches where, you know, maybe when it comes to like speaking to teenagers and, you know, teaching teenagers the word, they didn't really focus on that. And there was just a lot going on that a lot of millennials have become, or young people just generally quickly become disillusioned with, particularly when they get into uni and, and stuff like that. And so I, I think recently someone also was talking about, like, and obviously on Twitter, almost every Sunday, there's there's something. <laughs> there's something there's something about, you know, that one church has done somewhere, one pastor has done. And, you know, it's just a very recurring thing. And honestly, for me, it's gotten very tiring. Um, and then anyone, any, anytime someone I know kind of like, starts to talk about things like that. I I try to take the time to kind of like just talk a bit about, you know, obviously just because someone has used something to do something nasty doesn't mean the thing itself is is pointless, you, you know. And then you know this narrative of the people, people tweet this thing about how oh, the white people brought safe slavery and, you know, Christianity and, you know, used it to subjugate us and then they've gone and they don't treat Christianity or religion as seriously and they've progressed and all these like weird narratives or anything. Anyways, I wanted to focus more on sort of like church church hurts in that sense right so people that have been burnt by their experiences in in church or growing up in church and places like that and has really turned them into not necessarily they don't believe in god anymore but it's more like you know this church thing i've i'm kind of like you know easy on it right so um i'm not i'm not going to curse god or anything but you know when it comes to church stuff just leave me out of it in that kind of way Uh, so maybe the first question i'll ask you is you know what's been your own experience with um, that conversation and just that narrative of you know being burnt by church and just not wanting to be religious anymore. Yeah, so it's it's a conversation that definitely saddens me because personally, right, my own experience with church has been really awesome. Like, I had such a good time in church growing up. You know, children's church was awesome. 
um, teenage church was good. And when I moved to uni, like I found a really great community. Mm. So, you know, a, a big part of me usually shares the words with them. Like, I'm so sorry you did not get to experience family as you should have. And, you mm. know, experiencing family doesn't mean there won't be rifts or fights and all of that. Like, mm. I mean, even in your own um family on earth like there are fights you guys have to do conflict resolution you have to do reconciliation mm. and all of that right so it's still part of the family experience even in church mm. um so yeah whenever i hear about someone's experience i i kind of share the words with them like i'm so sorry mm. you know and <laughs> maybe because i like fixes like okay how can we fix this or can we fix this mm. and just really ask questions you want to dive mm. deeper Mm, okay. All right. Interesting. So yeah, the perfect person for this conversation, right? Because um, you're definitely more, I think, you know, <clears throat> okay, both of us have shared history in terms of like, you know, the churches mm-hmm. we attended, you know, while in union, just serving together in ministry. Uh, but I think you were more in a place to really like have conversations like this quite often. Um I might be assu- I may, may I might be assuming here, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like, you know, it, if we're going to put both of us on the same pedestal, you're probably exposed to these kinds of conversations maybe a bit more um, for, from that point of view. But yeah, what are some of the questions you tend to ask um, You know, whenever you're having a conversation with someone and you can sense or they outrightly say you know, stuff that about maybe bad experiences with churches and how that has now shaped their current perspective? Like, What are the kind of questions you always try to, to ask? I know first you said, obviously, you share their, their, their hurts as well, but you know, just moving on from that point, what one what, what does that conversation usually build up to um when you have them yeah so i i try as much as possible right to find out their story because as much as there are similarities in people's stories you know there are differences like oh it was this person that did this thing and you know it, it's mostly how events were handled no i mean there, there are cases where it was a direct offense to the person mm. that caused them to be hurt but for the most part, I think what I've seen is that when there was an event, it was not handled properly. So a question I usually ask is, you know, if you were in um, the shoes of the person who hurt you, how would you have handled it? Like, what would you have done differently? Or what mm. do you think would have been done differently? And mm. um, let's just try to break it down together. Um, I think a big part, a big question I always ask is also, how is your heart? <laughs> like, how mm. are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, what's your conversation with God like these days? Um, mm. yeah, and just to see how how open the person is, because I feel like even admitting the hurt is a big, big deal. Mm. Like to be able to first of all identify the emotion, then name it, and then speak up about it. Like that's a whole progression. So yeah, yeah that's and that's a very brave thing to do, yeah. especially in a society like Nigeria where. Mm. you are almost forced to be religious it's like if you're irreligious who are you what are you right yeah yeah (laughs) what's your plan plan? exactly which is quite interesting because you know this thing you said about them even admitting because a lot of times you don't actually not a lot of people actually come out and say oh i was hurt by the church like it's just always shrouded in this whole you know christians and their own wahala kind of thing right so i think you know you actually maybe a few of them that I, i think the ones that actually share about them themselves being hurt they're probably still I don't want to assume, but relatively in a good place in that sense, right? So because again, they're acknowledging something has happened. But there's the other side that I see that is more often, um, which is just, you know, a blatant disregard for for everything. Either sometimes I think the one that surprises me the most is when it's not your personal experience, right? 
um it's like oh, yeah yeah so so it's like so i sense sometimes uh it's not someone's personal experience but they've heard stories and maybe they've seen something happen maybe to someone they know someone they don't know but they seem to carry it like to heart quite quickly and run with that and sometimes i think maybe you were already looking for a reason to make this decision easier for you to like step away from this whole faith thing right and you know you yank into something right because you know they're the ones that retweet very interesting jokes on you know from other people like we know you grew up in church but then the kinds of things like you retweet and stuff like that you know is is very interesting but maybe let's move away from like personal like hurts but just maybe stuff that like the church is accused of doing a lot right for example the whole um one 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 that i I hear all the time that I'm not like, it just, I don't know how to respond to it a lot of times is like pastors and their private jets or jets that they have. Right. <laughs> so, and like always the same targets, always, always the same sort of like thing. And so, yeah, like, you know, how do you tend to, when you see stuff like that, what's the first reaction that you get? So let's make this about us, not about other people. Like, well, what's your own reaction when you see stuff like that? Like when I see people complaining about pastors in their private jets. Yeah, 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 yeah. My first reaction to it is that I laugh. It's like, oh gosh, this same old joke. <laughs> like here again, okay, let me laugh a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like um, the, the conversations that I've been able to have, right? When it's a conversation on social media, I'm not going to choke my mouth because um for a space like Twitter, you know, mm. most people are just there to air their own opinions. Not many people are interested in a conversation. Mm. so it's just going to be a nasty fight i'm not interested in yeah but like when it's when i can sense some genuineness like okay yeah you are actually bothered about the fact that you know this pastor got this private jet and these conversations happen every day even amongst family members like you know when i'm with my cousins and my extended family so my family is very conservative right like we're orthodox Mm. so (laughs) there's a lot of um I, I wouldn't say anti-Pentecostalism, but like when, when I would see Pentecostal churches doing something, you know, there's an uncle that like, hmm, this church, why do they? Mm. And if I feel like the uncle is being genuine, like, like I can engage him in a conversation, like, okay, let's actually get to the root of this matter together mm. and just, just, just see if there's anything to it, right? So yeah. I'll share an example that I witnessed. Mm. When, when I was in UI, like, yeah, when we're in uni now, um, mm. The pastor of the general overseer of um, RCCG used to come to Ibadan mm. um, at the start of the year for like two or three days, right? Mm. And they used to host that program in a small hall in the school. I mean, it wasn't a small hall, but because of the capacity of people, people would literally make that hall feel small. Mm. And, you know, whenever the program would close, um, as soon as they said the closing prayer, like, you know, everybody's eyes would be shut in between um, closing prayer and grace. Like, he would transition so softly that you would never realize that he's no longer the one leading the prayer mm. because he had to leave the hall before eyes were opened. Mm. Because people mm. would literally attempt to choke him. Like, they will be stampeding people reaching for him, people mm. reaching for the chair that he sat on. Mm. Like, there was an, an, an experience, there was a year where, you know, people lined up to touch his chair. <laughs> which is very interesting right like he did not ask anybody to do it this no man people. just came to minister he said prayers and he left he had to live in a convoy because people were willing to follow him mm. just to you know talk to him or, or touch him like people just do weird stuff <laughs> so for their own privacy and for their own security like sometimes these things are needed mm. imagine if you run into one of these pastors at the local airports mm. please nigerians what do you think will happen 
Mm. Like mm. sometimes these measures are actually necessary, mm. right? And then when you mm. consider, maybe I should never dive into the classification because mm-hmm. I don't want to get because I don't really know what the math is. Yeah, but it yeah. feels like it is more convenient and maybe even cheaper to be able to travel um on a way, you know, to minister to. Mm meet with um, leaders and you know have speaking engagements like i feel like it's more convenient and when you have a certain level when you get to a certain level of you know like engagement like you start to want to take your privacy and security more seriously yeah and things like this can add to it so yeah yeah, i feel like it's it's not bad yeah yeah and you know you know, th- this is the thing, right? You know, you're someone who is obviously answering this very considerate. Uh, yeah, your, your responses are very considerate with this. And I guess that's what always maybe turns me off a bit. Um, like you said, on, on Twitter, everybody's just airing their opinions and things like that. But sometimes even when I'm having a conversation with someone, you can sense that there's already a preconceived like notion. Like you you might not have considered all the facts and, and things like that. And again, this is not to say, I, I want, this is not to say that they're not, bad actors you know that have taken mm-hmm. this yeah, this thing to the other end but what i always try to say is that look like as much as as much as you know you it's like you know there's this thing about the church outside people outside the church um are they actually the ones that judge the church the most right up on the standards that they say the church sort of like celebrates you know it's a thing that it's almost like oh maybe you said xyz or you think you're this good so why are you doing this bad thing so that's where it always seems to be coming from and what i always try to again in the conversation that i have is just always try to say look men are imperfect like we're we're all imperfect right and even if something is as pure as pure can be there's going to be imperfection as long as a man in it and you know which is why you know we're asked to be gracious to one another and things like that and so like you know if your first reaction is always to sort of like cast a stone and just be very angry and sometimes you have a right to be angry but you know yeah. <laughs> is you know but like there's just something about being measured about your anger and west directed to like obviously there's certain things that we as christians also see happening within the church that we're like yeah this this doesn't make any sense like you know like even the thing you said about touching the chair mm-hmm. now <laughs> even the thing about <clears throat> touching the chair now like kind of like gets me not on my nerves but i'm like a little necessary like this is not really necessary right i, I think what hurts me the most is mm-hmm. when you know people that haven't taken time to really like know for themselves, right? Like people that like people that have that receive half a revelation or half a light and then just begin to go off and they're just causing more damage than than good things, right? You know, either mm. you get, you know, when maybe you you receive something or you read something in the Bible that really gets you going and it's obviously just sit with it and really just, you know, speak to elders or speak to people and just try to understand it for yourself. Like we're very quick to like go on and go on this rampage of you know, yes, I've gotten this thing. And a lot of times, like, you're, you're, in, you're in error, right? Because I think, I don't know, like, one thing I like to do a lot is to look at Jesus's life, right? And how you couldn't, ex- he wasn't predictable. As much as he was predictable, he wasn't always predictable as well. And that's because, like, each situation is almost a situation in and of itself where you have to consider a lot of things that are happening. In one situation, he can go in the temple and, you know, you know flog everybody because they're selling stuff. In another situation, <laughs> like, he like you can't tell me that that was the first time you entered the temple and they were selling right <laughs> you get so but but we take but you know we see stuff like that and then just run with it. there's always the thing about reading verses out of context that one is another conversation for for another day but before i like air all my grievances <laughs> out here like what what's something like um 
I guess I want to move the conversation towards like being a millennial Christian or, well, you're not exactly millennial. So um, you're, you're kind of like in that lost generation, but let's not, let's not go into that. <laughs> oh my God, man. my whole year lost. <laughs> no, no, it's like, you're, you're like one of the oldest, like Gen Z's, but also like the youngest millennials, you can fit into that. Yeah. Millennials. But, but yeah, just living life in this 21st century as, as a young Christian, let's use the word young, you know, what are some of, I guess, mm-hmm. the challenges that, that you face? Like, I almost feel like living in university was a bit easy because obviously there was a community of other people that are on the same track as you that you could easily just plug into. And mm-hmm. you know, university is this sanitized version of life to, to a largest extent. But like going out and, you know, if you're not in ministry, you're in the workplace, you're in the regular marketplace, but still trying to maintain your identity as a Christian, right? Uh, with all the attacks that keep mm-hmm. coming and all these things, like, you know, what's, what's that been like for you? And how do you kind of like, you know, live life as, as that kind of person? Yo, like, I remember that when we were in school, like a lot of conversations to be, oh, outside school is this, outside school is that. And I used to be like, what is wrong with you people? Like, why are you not sustaining the fire of the Lord Jesus Christ and that and all that? And then I left uni and it was like, oh, okay. So this were kind of right. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I had to live real life. Not like uni was fake life, but mm-hmm. maybe it was more sheltered, yeah. right? Because my life was um, more of a triangle. Like it was church, school, um, hostel, maybe mm-hmm. once in a while cinema, but like it was mostly those three mm-hmm. ends and you know, all of that. So what's it like now? Um, I think a lot of young people these days are pretty comfortable in their identity as Christian. Mm. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I don't say noise, but like we are, we are pretty loud about it these days. These like, days there is, it's sort of cool or trendy to be on that train. Mm. Um, I think the challenge now is, you know, identifying like authenticity mm. because, you know, there is such a thing as um, worshiping God in spirit and in truth, you know, serving God in spirit and in truth. Mm. And I think that's been the biggest challenge for me is like forming relationships now, you know, with people who they're like, and they're loud about the Jesus thing. And then by the time you have conversations like, oh, it doesn't feel very authentic. And mm. yeah, it's just a bit hard to connect. Yeah. Um, I think another thing is, you know, like now there's so much conversation going on. Like, People just want to engage in debates. And I'm like, yo, I, I, I just want to talk. I, I don't know if I really want to debate with you. Mm-hmm. So um, another struggle for me is finding the balance between, you know, approaching, um, becoming an, an apologetic. Like, that's people that mm. defend the gospel. Like, yeah. do I have to constantly defend the gospel? Like, am I, can I just, you know, leave <laughs> the gospel to the world? Like, do I have to constantly be defending? Like, is this part of my good fight of faith? You know, I'm I'm worrying anxiety. I'm fighting with, um, you know, like physical things and all of that. And then I have to also defend the faith. Like, can't you be for the faith or not be for the faith? Like, just leave me alone and do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that that's mostly for me. Um, as for lifestyle, um, I think once you are pretty clear about what it is that you're doing and why. I feel like the why is very important. Mm. And that was like one thing that, um, you know, leaving uni taught me like, okay, why am I doing this? Why is this a decision that I'm making? Why is this this? And I'm having to remind myself like, okay, because God's word says this and I believe that, 
mm. and da, da 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 because you need to internalize it yeah and you know own it so that when you're in spaces where your lifestyle cho- choices are not compatible with other people's own like if they ask you oh would you like to do this and you're like oh no don't worry you know if they're being forceful you can be clear on defining your boundaries like I'm not, I'm not partaking in this. And I understand why. If you ask me why, I can share with you. Mm. But me, mm. I know my why. So my mm. conviction about it is stronger. Yeah. 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 I think that's it for me in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think for, for me, it's also, it's kind of like the thing you said about, you know, must everybody be an apologetic in that sense, right? And and also, mm. like you said, the authenticity thing. That, that's, that one is actually very mm. key because, you know, sometimes I was looking at my bio one time and I was like, ah, you didn't put anything about jesus in your bio or stuff like that right and it's been like i don't know the the day the thought came it was like okay but why like you know i was just asking myself why basically like you know why is that a thought that came and are you going to put it like if you decide to put it now are you putting it because um you know you think that's going to change anything or like you just want to be identified that way or like i was just asking myself why um and it's still not there you guys can go check it it's not there yet um but <laughs> also with the podcast as well um obviously i i didn't like we didn't start a christian podcast right so yeah. that that's one thing and the the constant struggle that i tend to have is you know canal versus you know i guess spiritual in that sense right and and canal doesn't mean bad in you know in that like i've had I've had debates or I've had to do homework about, you know, doing the difference between something that is like kind of like versus spiritual. But it's just a sense that, mm-hmm. you know, I know, like, I know, I know what I believe in. I know the things that will matter long-term. Um, and so even with the podcast and even just life generally and everything that I'm doing in life, I always like have to run it through this thing of, okay, how does this fit into what I believe in long-term, right? It's like, if we believe in heaven, we believe, you know, in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we believe that there's life after all of this, you know, that should be informing the decisions and informing what we're doing on this side. You understand? And so for me, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this conversation I'm having, how does it factor into that? But on the other side, you don't want to become off as this person that, you know, isn't relevant, you know, to what's going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. Because, you're, yeah, you know, because yeah. so it's like balancing that, you know, earthly relevance and, you know, being spiritually minded as well. Those are like struggles that I tend to have a lot of times. And obviously on the podcast, you know, well, and I are in different sort of like, phases of our journey as uh, as christians as well and so you know it's about like there's just all of that balance and sometimes i think have i put myself in a bit of trouble by just because the easiest thing to do is just to not be involved like it's better you're not doing anything than doing something that isn't consistent with your your belief and your faith i think that's what i'm always sort of like battling with i don't know if if that's just a personal struggle or that's something that you identify with as well yeah i, I definitely identify with it as well it's okay you know how how are we um, living life and doing life on this earth while also carrying you know heaven in mind like there's mm-hmm. a whole um christian teaching of how you know, we are pilgrims on earth and mm-hmm. heaven is home and all of that but like while while we know that we are pilgrims like our our living experience is still tied to earthly things in quotes like you, know, you still have to do earth like mm-hmm. you have to do the world in that sense so it can be a bit of a struggle like for you just want to do something random mm. but like like if you give it a second thought you know the holy spirit is like okay you know this thing might feel random but 
uh, we know that there are no coincidences. This relates to this, which relates to that, and it just becomes a whole chain <laughs> of events. And like, yo, I just wanted to hear my wife's share. I wanted to hear my wife share to grab lunch. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you know, funny enough, this thing that you just, this whole picture you've just painted is why I is almost part of the reason why I think there's a lot of like irreligiosity going on because it's the, it's the fact that like your people paint this thing off. I'm not a bad person and what I'm doing is not bad but I don't want to have to always have mm. to process this thing anything that I want yeah, to do yeah just like, be accountable yeah and- yeah and you know when people paint it like that it, some, it sometimes sounds like oh you just want a license to sin and there's that you know there's there's mm. the fact that you don't want to be you don't want to have anything searing on, on your conscience that you know this thing you might be doing is bad. But it's all is the is the is the is the neutral things that the fact that you still have to, you know, there's still things that again, and everybody's on different phases of their journey. Something might be okay for someone, but for you, it's not exactly because of the stage that you're at and what the Holy Spirit is doing at that point with you. So mm-hmm. that can be stressful. I'm not going to lie. I like I think <laughs> what I've been trying to like with my own work and my my faith journey and everything. I've I always tried to be real with myself and you know, be rude with everything that is going on around me. And like, sometimes it's stressful, like, you know, like I dance Kizumba, right? And that comes with all mm. of its, you know, all of its things and all of this. Thing. And sometimes I'm... Probably the Kizumba brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, like, that one presents its own, like, you know, interesting conversations that I might need to have with myself mm. consistently and all of this. Thing. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I, I almost, like, just shut my ears. Like, not, not that, I, like, I'm being checked in my spirits but it's that there's a potential i know there's a potential for for that to be a commentary or for someone to see that and ask me a question you understand mm. so there's just all of that and i get it why sometimes everybody's like you know what let's <laughs> um I, i'm not doing this church thing but i'm also not going to the extreme you understand like i believe in god i believe in what jesus has done and everything so let me just like you know be be me like i don't know you understand yeah and <laughs> it's quite interesting um i guess how people choose to to process that but i think that's what's very common now like yes you have everybody that goes very hard on like uh, i'm agnostic now i don't know what i don't know blah 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 or i'm an atheist now but i think there's more of you know i believe in jesus i believe you know death burial resurrection but Charlie, like, let's just when it's time, mm-hmm. you understand. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the family. You understand? Exactly. <clears throat> just leave me alone. I've traveled and maybe once in a while I'll come on holiday, you understand? But yeah. um and all of those things. And I, I don't believe in that, obviously. Like I but but I guess I'm also not of the one of just doing it for 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 the surface thing, right? And so for me, I'm always yeah. very I'm always very focused on okay, that aside, all the noise aside, like how is your like you said, how are you doing? Like how's your heart? Like yeah, you know, how's your, heart, how's your life? You understand and things like that because, yeah, and, and also I think maybe in the final, the final bit of this is also, uh, for for those that obviously are, you know, taking their their walk and you know on this journey of their walk, you know, what are some, like I guess not tips, but just how how have you, you know, I don't know what like the tools and things that you've used to really keep your your walk like less stressful is what I would say. Like, you know, your personal journey as a Christian, like how have you, like what has helped? Yeah. Maybe that's the simple question I'm asking. Um, just as we wrap up the conversation. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll even start with something you said when we were talking about Kizomba, right? How mm. the fact that you dance Kizomba attracts questions. Yeah. And I was thinking about how that could even lead to a level of church hurts because mm. people who are not invested in your life, people who have never cared about your life can start to ask questions and it's from the place of a uh, where 
brethren in the faith, you know, mm-hmm. I know you, therefore mm-hmm. I can question you. And it's like, first of all, why are you to question me? Like, mm-hmm. we go to church together, we don't really have a relationship. So why mm-hmm. are you, why are you questioning me mm-hmm. in judgment? Like, mm-hmm. why, why does it feel like you've made a judgment and you're just trying to ask me about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that can lead to a certain degree of churchhood. So for me, right, um, tips that have helped me, my work with God is deciding that people are people mm. at the end of the day. Um, you know, there is the whole dying and putting our flesh to death that we have to do daily. Like even, even I have to do it daily. Like I can start a day very beautifully, you know, have a nice, amazing prayer session, mm. feeling so little by the word. And then I enter Lagos traffic and I'm <laughs> having to put my military belt on the dashboard just mm. to tell somebody that their head is not correct. Like <laughs> this didn't happen last week. <laughs> and it was a whole madness. The driver of the car went mm. to park and wait for me, like, we are now come, let's do physical combat. Wow. And this was this was a day that the you know, devotion was beautiful. So it's not like, <laughs> like um, yeah, I know the devotion that day or the Holy Spirit just put me in the morning. Yeah. Right. So like I understand that, you know, I have to put my flesh to death daily. Mm. And that's the reality of every other believer. Mm. Right. So I, I try to, you know, forgive people. Or maybe forgiveness comes later, but not take things so hard so quickly. Mm. Right? Mm. If somebody mm. does something like, hmm, I can choose to let this hurt me, but you know what? Yeah. I'm not here for you. So that's fine. Yeah. And then I think another thing is that um like I pursue authenticity, like mm. deep, true, open, honest relationships mm. in the body of Christ. Like my friends are not just my like oh, oh so I'm I'm doing this Bible plan with a couple of people now, and it's about friendships. And you know, one thing that has stood out in the Bible plan is how a lot of church friendships are. Oh, you know, we have we do Bible study together mm. and they do prayer meeting together. Like not the actual friend yeah, yeah. yeah so you yeah. can have a whole you know friendship group outside of church mm. and then just have friendish things in church mm. right so for me like my friends are my friends are my friends mm. and you know i mean i haven't made, made a new friend in, in in quite some time but the friends i already have are people that i i pretty much sought out Mm. right and what i was seeking out was you know authentic friendships like wherever you are with christ like just be authentic, authentic about, about it, it. Like, be truthful mm. about it be honest mm. about it mm. and you know we'll grow together we'll talk about questions that we have together right mm. so pursuing authentic friendships and then you know of course like um building my own relationship with god and asking god questions like, okay. mm. so this, mm. this year has been very interesting for me because the big theme has been vulnerability so I've spent a lot more time this year, like just really speaking. You know, previously, an, an example is that previously, if I were bothered, for instance, like I would, I would pray a scripture. So let's say I'm anxious. I'll start my prayer with, you know, um, cast all your cares upon God. God, I'm here to cast my cares upon you. And I'll just pray the scripture. Like I wouldn't really speak to God about my anxiety. Mm. And you mm. understand. But this year yeah. has been different. It's like, okay, God, take your seat because I have just for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome. <laughs> Let's move on. And then just dive into it and start mm-hmm. speaking. And I mean, it hasn't been every time that I would hear a loud audible voice speaking back to me mm-hmm. and, you know, my room would become dark and 
the windows will start shifting and you know, mm. candles will go. That, that feels like witchcraft already. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. has, it has helped me to you know, feel safer with God. Mm. So I'm not afraid to ask questions. Mm. Right? So I think, yeah, there's that. You know, my relationship with God has been you know, open. And when I go to church, I keep an open mind. Like, mm. okay, you know, I'm here to hear God's word. And I know that I have the Holy Spirit. So yeah. even if, you know, the sermon mm. is a full buffet, like I know that the Holy Spirit is going to give me my own portion of the meal mm. and I'm going to be oh, blessed. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah, just, just knowing that people are people. You know, for as many people that I have conversations with or, you know, that offend me and I can address it with, I do. There's some people that you can't address it with. And I think that's where like resentment starts to build up. Mm. And then one day it just becomes an explosion and it's poof. Mm. But the people that I can talk to, like as soon as I can, I call it that, like, yo, you did this and it was pretty hot. I don't like it. So moving mm. forward, let's, this this is a stage that I've just gotten to, right? So mm. it's not as if I've always been this person, um, assertive, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in the space of church where you want to be meek, you want to be humble. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want yeah. to like just want to wear your church clothes and be fine and leave service right. happen. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it's yeah. taking a lot of you know, building up even. Yeah. But I, I I try to be a lot more assertive in my relationships in church mm. and in places where I cannot address it. Charlie, I I, I take it in good faith and I move <laughs> on. Like yeah. Lord, I I leave you. I leave you to God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's for me. what nice. are your own tools? Um. So, so for me, it's been, it's been pretty interesting because, um, so, okay, for, for me, I'm always this, I like, or let me just catch my thoughts here. So I like to take journeys or I encourage like people to take their journeys very personal because um, the corporate anointing is great and the, the, it, it's, a, it's a foundational thing. But I think, you know, one of the things that conversation used to happen growing up was, you know, do it, church being a Sunday, Sunday thing. Right. And, you know, Sunday, you're, you know, in that zone, ready to vibe and all of those things. And then Monday, you kind of like wear a different portion of your body and go through the week because, again, life will life at you sometimes. But I think over the last couple of years, what I've tried to do is like make make my my faith and everything be more real to me in my day to day. You understand? And mm-hmm. one, simple, one simple way to do that is really just um, deciding that whatever you're doing, you know, you're going to try and base it off of, you know, knowledge and this body of work that is called the Bible, not just a body of work, but it's really just, it's God's mm. word to, to us in that sense. And so whenever I'm reading the Bible, I also like, again, you know, I'm grateful for the experience I had growing up in church and the, the communities I had access to as well that made, that made the Bible real to me. And even things that I've come across online. I think one thing I love about American churches and, you know, this, the American sort of like Pentecostal movement really is is how they personalize a lot. Not personalize, because that's not really the right thing to do with scripture a lot of times, but they, mm. they, they treat the Bible as not just this holy book, because yes, it's that, it's a holy book, but it's also like people's histories and a story about human beings, right? And so I think a lot of time, um, when we sanitize scripture, and this is why a lot of people just you know move away from church or think that church doesn't apply to your everyday life. And it's because you're looking at the Bible and reading the Bible as this very, sanctimonious experience and again i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying you should treat the word of god with levity but i'm just saying that you know it's also they didn't write the like these were people the letters that you have in the new testament i don't think paul 
okay, maybe some of them, he wrote them to be read in other churches, but he, I'm, I don't think he thought about 10 years down the line that there's, they're going to put everything together and call it canon, you understand, in that mm-hmm. kind of way, you understand? So, and I think when you approach the Bible that way, I understand that it's also a single story. For me personally, a lot of things have become more real to me. Like a lot of characters in the Bible become more relatable. You understand? Realize that everybody that has done everything amazing in the Bible was primarily a broken person, right? And you think about, you know, how a lot of these stories connect to your story as well. But sometimes they don't connect to your story. But life is also about looking at someone else's experience and learning from from all of that and, you know, letting lessons come out from all of those things. So anyways, long and short is that I try to take my sort of like Bible study experience, like I make it very practical. Like I ask questions, my, my Bible is filled with questions, like very tough questions that like, you know, sometimes I like got alpha, like, you know, <laughs> this one is a bit like, and then obviously what I found out is that sometimes the questions that I ask, you know, sometime in, in another study or in another book, those questions are answered. But the problem is that if I didn't ask the question, if I didn't think it was okay to question something that I was seeing, you wouldn't necessarily find an answer. You understand? So I think don't be afraid I think I've not been afraid to ask questions or ask the tough questions yeah. when, when I'm reading scripture. And I haven't gotten all my answers, but I think that's a better thing than just maybe trying to treat the Bible as this, you know, very, like I said, very holy thing that's okay. Yes. You know, I'm just going to take everything as it is as very holy and all of those things. Cause like people had tough things to face in the Bible. Let's not play that down. But I think on the other side as well is, um, again, the thing you said about friendships also, um, I think I've tried to surround myself with friends that I know share the same values that I do. Um, mm. They're not that many, to be honest, right? But I know the, the ones that are there, I try to make sure I'm deliberate about the conversations we have or whatever, right? You know, we have this, me and you first started with this like random, I don't even know how that group started. It believe me more group. Because <laughs> we're living in the same house, but, and then obviously we could just text back and forth, but, you know, it just felt nice to be able to have somewhere where, you know, if it was something, you know, in that category of things for us, we could just put that there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, I, I really, honestly, I really enjoyed that group. And I know one of my plans at the end of the year is really just to like, you know, scroll through the history and stuff like that. Because some things that maybe I've shared or you've shared, like I might have forgotten and, you know, call it to remembrance. Sure, and, I'm going yeah. to <laughs> You understand? And so that's, that's just been something that I look forward to as well. But all that to say, um, I think the main thing for me has just been making sure your work is, your, your work and your faith and your belief is very practical. Like, don't make it, don't, like, when, I don't really like the word religion, right? Um, like, I don't know. Obviously, I can get very technical about it and all of those things, but just the word, the whole area around religion doesn't really sit well with me a lot of times. And so, like, I like to think of it as a walk, as a journey, right? A journey has pit stops. Mm-hmm. It has, it has, you have flat tire in some cases. Pit stops. Pit st- <laughs> Formula One. Formula One. Formula One is making its way. But basically, yes, you know, it's a journey and, I think just being honest with where you are in your journey, because a lot of times, sometimes, you know, you know where you are, but you're not honest about it. And you keep doing, you go through the motions and, you know, you're not helping anyone if you go through the motions, what I would say, right? In either either direction, because sometimes, you know, you have questions on your heart, but you're going through the motions of life outside of church, right? So it's, it's funny, like there's going through the motions of life within church, which is bad, but also going through the motions where, (laughs) <laughs> of life outside of church because you know yourself you, you catch yourself in moments where you're in a place yeah. or having certain conversations and it's not just gelling with you but in your head you're like it's a pass right like it happens on both sides right and for me sometimes I think that's when you you should we should try to lean into those moments sometimes because you'll be surprised yeah. the lessons that will come out of it where like even if you because you're never too far away from 
from home is what I always try to say. Eh? Spider-Man. Yeah. No way. So says no, no way. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just saying no way home, but there's a way home. There's always a way home is what I would say. But anyways, okay. um, <laughs> you haven't watched this yet. But you, you, need to, you need to get up to speed. But anyways, um, this was supposed to be a long conversation. For everyone, for everyone that's listened up to this point, I think um, I just wanted to have a, like I thought it would just be a good conversation to have like another, you know, fellow Christian who's, you know, on this faith journey and just let's talk about some things that are practical, right? Like, yeah, I think I don't know, as as we're very we're very religious people as Africans <laughs> generally. And honestly, I, I feel that on on some front, particularly with us millennials and this new generation, it's done more harm than good right where there's just this like lack of authenticity that you've said and i think i just wanted this conversation to be a place where people can realize that you know <laughs> talking about god and things of god is not this spooky thing yeah. yeah like it's it's not it's not really um and you know i don't want to say it can be cool to be christian because obviously we're, we've seen evidence of that everywhere and sometimes it always actually presents itself as a problem but just to say that <laughs> like, like you know the journey can be real it can be it can be great but wherever you are in your in, in your stage in your walk it's, it's still a walk at the end of the day so don't be afraid to lean into certain questions um and you know reach out to people that you think might have answers to the questions that you might have um and all of that and i i, I pray that you know god orders your step and your heart to so to, to the next to the next phase basically is is what i wanted this conversation to be about but tj angela thank you so so much for doing this like on short notice as well like <laughs> thank you. such a message a couple couple of hours ago but yeah any final final one let me let you close close the conversation um i think i seem to have rambled on a bit yeah for for anyone who is heard by the church you know um on behalf of Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely like to, you know, offer an apology. And yeah, like, I hope you find healing. I hope you find your way back to God because there is always room in the family of God. You know, there's space and, you know, you will flourish and bloom when you are planted in God's house, mm. for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think one more thing to always consider is when you start to feel, when you start to talk about church, in fact, or any, any experience that you should be a part of, but your, the pronoun you're using to talk about it is like they. they. So, you know, you're talking about church and you're not saying we, you're saying they, you're mm. saying them, you're saying there. Like, mm. when, when it's no longer your thing, you know, you should start to pause, reconsider, like, okay, it feels like I'm no, I'm no longer a part of this thing. And you're a part, like, if you're in church, you're, you're a part of church, you're part of the body of Christ. So mm. don't mm. shift to those pronouns, you know, stick to I, we, us. Mm. And mm. Yeah, yeah, I hope that, like to be said, find your way back and your steps are ordered. Mm. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. Um, thank you, teacher. I'm going to hit stop now. Um, actually, no, wait. Because um, if I do that, then ending it will be an issue. But anyways, <laughs> so we'll, we'll say initial bye-byes for the podcast. Um, and then we'll do the bye-byes like off, off, the, off the recording as well. But yeah, um, Adela, thanks so much for, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank and thank you for being like a consistent follower of the podcast as well. So actually, well, what's been your favorite episode this season? Let's, let's wrap up with that. Um, this season. This season. Let, me, let me actually open my Spotify. Wait till... Yeah, give me one second. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know the titles by heart. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Wait, it was this season that you had? Oh, sorry, that was season 
previous. I wanted to say the one about fatherhood. I uh, know that was last season. Yeah. I think that's that's like my favorite, favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've talked about that one a lot, Sha. <laughs> I've just said so many people about it. Like randomly about, hey, do you know that this, 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 and that, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, okay. So the one about incels, another one I've also spoken about a lot. Mm-hmm. This, the first episode. Was, yeah. It was very jarring for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you. And of course, the one with my my girl AC <laughs> decided to bring up. Yeah, yeah. That one entered. I like it. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Great. Too. Yeah, nice. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, and I'll catch you, catch you Hey there, thanks for listening to this off-season episode of The Yellow Pill. We're still on a break, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks with new and fresh and exciting content. But before then, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Yellow Pill Pod and on Twitter, Yellow Pill underscore pod to keep up to date with everything else we're putting up until we come back. Hope you're enjoying the holidays. We wish you all the love, joy, comfort, peace, gladness and all the good tidings. See you next week.